Welcome to Ask Yvette and today we have a question. I have had symptoms of, of Bell's palsy as a side effect from a surgical removal of a cyst in my parotid gland and I would like to know if there's anything that I can do with it. Hi, my name is Yvette Rose, author and founder of Metaphysical Anatomy, which is a book of 679 medical ailments that I've over the years been researching how we all globally, collectively share the same emotional stress and trauma points for all ailments. And everything is recorded in this amazing book and all my other books and research. So today here we have a question about Bell's palsy. Which is very interesting because let's backtrack just a little bit. The Bell's palsy in this case is actually a result of an operation which was done due to a cyst that they wanted to remove from the parotid gland. Now, here's the biggest mistake that people tend to make. I understand that you have the Bell's palsy. But when we look at the Bell's palsy, this is now a secondary issue rather than the actual root cause. Meaning the reason why you have it, firstly, is because of the cyst. But the reason because you had the cyst is because the gland, meaning the glands, it's actually held here. That gland started to act up. And so if that gland didn't act up, you would not have had the cyst in the first place and you would not have had the operation and you would not have had the Bell's palsy. So right now, we need to backtrack and look at what are the psychosomatics in the first place for the glands that you have because that is where it started. So let's take this time and actually break down the emotional stress Right, the hidden stress now behind each phase of this medical process that led to the Bell's palsy. So it started in the area of the gland, which is now below and also in front of the ear. And now psychosomatically, this normally would relate to dealing with, say, you know, circumstances that are not good for you. But despite this knowledge, you actually fear moving away from a person or circumstances that you're trying to do the right thing by. Okay, you are a good person, you have good morals, and you always try to do the right thing by people because in the past, it was the opposite with you. You were done in by people, you were maybe abused by people, meaning they abused your goodwill, they took advantage of perhaps poor boundaries with you that you had in the past, and it left you wounded, it left you burned so much so that you know what it feels like and you don't want to be responsible for making someone else feel like that. And so there's a part of you that's overcompensating by always trying to be the good person, by always trying to be accommodating, always being the one that's compromising, always the one that's not expressing their boundaries, being the peacekeeper as well. And so... When you look at these aspects now, and especially with like 
you know, trying to be too nice, trying to do the right thing by everyone else. As you can see, you're suffering in the process. But the kind of love and the connection also that you need from these people is not in alignment with, with you, right? The people that you're attracting, you're just not in alignment with that. And this is causing a huge inner conflict within you because it's like it makes you feel like a failure and you hate failing. That you will almost, you know, try to fix something or stay in a dysfunctional relationship to your detriment to try and make it work. Okay, because there's a part of you that's always trying to see the good in people. But here in this case, I feel finding yourself constantly in that place, in that mind frame where you can see something is not right. You, can, you are aware of it, but you don't want to believe it. It's almost like you're trying to convince yourself that it's something other than that. Because, yeah, it's just like there's a feeling of like trying to make it work at all costs. So what that tells me is that there's an old wound of either loss or abandonment or rejection that you're trying to avoid by holding on to these negative people, these negative dynamics. But also look at the cost that you're paying now for an old wound. Because this is where this action and this motivation and this reaction is coming from. It's because of this old wound. And so if you heal that wound, these people will become obsolete. They're going to see a completely different person. You're going to tolerate any of these unhealthy or bad or negative um, dynamics. Because what's happened here is that, you know, your barometer for what you feel you deserve, say, for example, should be here, should be 100%. But now, because of the way that people have been treating you, it's breaking down your barometer because bad treatment over time is now convincing you I don't deserve healthy relationships. I don't deserve to be respected. I don't deserve to have my needs met. I don't deserve to have healthy love in my life. Like, you know, it's like your self-esteem is slowly but surely being broken down. And so your barometer in terms of what you can, what you feel that you are worthy of is becoming lower and lower, which means that you might find yourself being more susceptible to accepting people into your life that treats you at a certain level but it's acceptable because you feel that you're not allowed to feel or have more in your life and so when these patterns are repeated over time you know unhealthy relationship starts to become your comfort zone and it's time to break that cycle because now you continuously get stuck in that and so when we look at the, the parotid glands, it's also, you know, it's also about not really trusting. It's like your inner voice. You're not trusting your inner voice about a person or about a situation. Okay. Even though, like I said earlier, you can see it and your inner voice is telling you something's not right. This is not for you. This is not where you are meant to be. This is not what you should be entertaining. And there's a part of it just like not. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to see it. Because that need for connection is so incredibly strong. That fear of abandonment, that fear of being alone is incredibly, incredibly strong. And now what also happens is that it could be, like I said, you know, it's because you maybe you were so hurt by people that 
you have shut down the heart and you're not feeling your feelings anymore. That's why when things feel uncomfortable, it's easier for you to analyze it, to go into the head and think about it and to kind of like, you know, dabble there with it intellectually, which is a lot more emotionally comfortable than actually feeling it. Because you don't do well with your own emotions. You've shut that down. It's like this heart's vault is closed. Key was thrown away. That's it. And this numbness that you're feeling is also now causing you to stay and to feel stuck in this, this unhealthy dynamics that you're in. I mean, it could be expressions of relationships. It can be expressions of work relationships. It can be the way that you show up in different groups or dynamics and you're attracting a certain type of repetitive behavior from people as well. And this disconnect is causing you to almost like analyze situations rather than feeling into what is good for me. Instead, it's like thinking and looking at circumstances and people and their behavior. Maybe they have certain traits. Yes, that's good for me. That's a good benefit. This is how I can, you know, this is how it, it, it's going to work and how I can make it work. It's like you're completely overanalyzing it. Whereas I promise you, if you really truly had to feel what these dynamics really truly felt like, you would run a mile. You would really truly run a mile. Because that disconnection is what's, what's it's locking you now into place. And you will always feel this inner conflict. You will always feel this inner conflict, you know, when it comes to, you know, people and times when you maybe have to make decisions. Because it's going to feel that part of your heart's going to be tugging at you. And then you're going to be like, no, don't do that. We don't go there. Right. And then you go back into the head. So when you also now look at like these emotional patterns can and has now led to a cyst forming. So let's now look at the psychosomatics of the cyst, for example, now just in short, because talking about cysts can be a very long, long topic. This It can go quite deep. But in short, when we look at cysts and, and the forming of it, especially now in this area, means that you feel emotionally raw it feels that you it means that you feel hurt you feel resentful because of the way that you've allowed yourself to be treated and there's like this part of you that now has this deep need to almost like emotionally insulate yourself to emotionally protect yourself from these certain environments or you know people or circumstances and and so now also you've had the operation and this left you with bell's palsy which if you combine now everything with what I have mentioned so far, it's telling me that you feel completely and utterly powerless within yourself. You feel powerless to change your circumstances into a healthy dynamic, especially for yourself, because everything is so easy when it comes to other people, but now it comes to you and you suppress and you suppress and you suppress. You've suppressed so much that you've become passive. I don't know if you realize consciously or subconsciously, but there's a part of you that's completely surrendered yourself in this place and in this position where you're finding yourself right now. And, you know, this whole situation is now asking you, it's challenging you to call your power of speech back. It's time for you to really truly call your voice back. Listen to your inner voice. Give it importance. Give it credibility. 
You know, it's also important for you to call your emotional needs back as well as in being able to express them in a way that makes you feel safe and also in control. Which means that you really now have to evaluate your environment, the people in it. And it, it's, it's going to be, it's not necessarily going to be the easiest transition, but it doesn't have to be hard either. The only part that will make it hard is if you continue to stay in that state of denial and not accept that what I have been entertaining is not for me. But you have to look at the wounds that is causing you to stay locked into that. Because if you heal those wounds around communication, expressing your needs, expressing your deepest desires, and importantly, most importantly of all probably, is expressing your boundaries. But more than likely the reason why you're not expressing it is because you never exercise it. And that means you probably don't even know what they are. So how can you recognize when a boundary is overstepped? Because by the time that you feel angry or pissed off or resentful towards someone, it's too late, right? Your boundary has been overstepped a long time ago. And now you're in damage control mode, which is exactly where you're finding yourself now. But the good news is you can turn things around 180 degrees very fast. But the only way that you're going to be able to do that is if you start to make things about you. And I don't mean that in a selfish way. It doesn't have to be in a destructive way. I'm talking about your relationship with yourself. Because you've been so busy listening to other people blabbing and what they want and what their needs are. Where has that left you? Where do you fit into all of that? Because, you know, it, it, it's like when you look at yourself and it's like the people that you are involved with, the, the dynamics that you're involved with, you're willing to tolerate that. And you're doing that right now. But what, you're, what, what that also means is looking at your circumstances is that you're not living your life, you're tolerating it because you're not getting out of it what you want and need. And so now it begs the question, I'm throwing that question now back into your corner. What needs to change or give, give way in your life that will finally allow you to shift that focus onto you, to have your needs met, to be able to ask for it and to be able to communicate your boundaries with confidence, but without having to fight for it. So I'm going to leave you with that. And I do hope that this helps. And if you guys want to find out more about the emotional stress and behind ailments and how to bring these aspects together, go to Metaphysical app and go grab your books. It's on the mobile phone app. And keep asking these really great questions, guys. And until next time, be the light that you are. Hi, guys. Thank you for joining me. And remember to grab your copy of Metaphysical Anatomy on Amazon, 679 Medical Elements. And I also wrote about the psychosomatic root causes of that. And I'm spoiling it because I even added key points 
for you to start looking at important questions that you can ask yourself to start improving your quality of life. And also remember to catch me on Instagram, Yvette Rose, one with the digit one, and Metaphysical Anatomy on our Facebook fan page. Bye guys.